Hello, Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell listeners. Why are so many dogs suffering from health issues? Actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped save over 16,000 dogs through her foundation, said she's seeing more issues with dogs' joints, odors, and health than ever before. And after doing a ton of research, she feels there's one place we can look to improve any dog's health. Their food! What she discovered is that the way many dog foods are made can actually create toxins that could be wrecking our dog's health. And this is true even for many premium brands. Fortunately, she found that just by adding a few special superfoods to her dog's food, she saw huge transformations in their health. She's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step how anyone can do the same thing to see incredible changes in their dog's health. This worked amazingly for our dogs Shazam, Astro, and Brandy. We are noticing more energy, healthier skin and coat, just looking and acting younger. They love it. If you want to keep your dog healthy and happy, go to BadlandsFood.com forward slash Jimmy and Ron and watch Catherine's video right now. Again, that's B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S-F-O-O-D.com forward slash Jimmy and Ron. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow. I could really use Current. (laughs) I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. The following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. show with ron russell bringing you the best in music fashion pop culture and entertainment what's up everybody we got a great show for you today before i get started let me introduce my cool outrageous man about town co-host mr ron russell i'm not responsible for anything i do or say today because as you know i had that surgery last week and they removed two uh, uh centimeters of inside of my cheek flesh painful forget about it it's, it's as painful as a virgin on her honeymoon night with a gorilla. I mean, very painful. So, of course, I had to take oxycodone, and I'm loaded on oxycodone right now. In fact, this whole studio is blurry, and um, I, I don't think I'm going to be able to speak, but I'm going to try to do my best because, you know, the show must go on, as they say. That's right. So, But I'm in pain. 
So we've also got the man behind the boards, Mr. Chad Murphy. Jimmy, Ron, what's going on? And uh, how's your member, Ron? My wang is good. There's no pain there at all. That's the funny part. The doctor did say to me, your cheek will hurt worse than your wang. Oh, good. Was he right? I mean, you know, I have a catheter tube in me and a bag strapped to my leg. Disgusting. So it was a success or no? Oh, a total success. Oh, good. And, And in two more weeks, it'll be healed and I'll be back to normal. Whatever normal is. I doubt normal, but I'll be back to where I was before I had the surgery. But I really don't like taking so many oxycodone because they do get you crocked. Yeah. Now, I took two oxycodone and two Tylenol. That's how severe the pain is. It's like somebody shot me in the cheek. But the good part is, like I said I, last week, I think, since they took a part of my cheek and put it in my wang, now when people <laughs> want to kiss me, I'm going to tell them, you know, take out my dick and say, here, kiss my cheek. Because the cheek's in there. Because <laughs> now I'm the only one that has my cheek and my dick. Well, So I can smile through my penis now. Take my pants down at a party, whip out my wang, and smile. And say, everybody, see me smiling? See my cheeks smiling? There you go. What's up, everybody? We want to give a shout-out to the chat room. What's up, chat room? We've got uh, Jimmy from the Aquarius View back in the chat room. Hey, Jimmy, long time no see. Hope everything's going well. Iris Ginger, we have... Guest Drew, everybody, and you guys remember when Ron and I went last year to the wedding, the fabulous wedding last 4th of July uh, weekend last year when we were in L.A., and we went to the wedding of Danae Montague King and Drew Asseter, and that's Drew from uh, well, actually, Drew and Danae. D- actually, Danae is um, Lisa Lauren. Liz Lauren. I told you I'm stoned. I can't remember her name. Liz Lauren is a money-digging bitch. <laughs> And all she does is take money from Janae Montague King. <laughs> and Drew is pissed off about it because this cheap, sleazy slut that only wears red bottom high heels and expensive jewelry, perfume, and handbags spends his husband's money. So I write about it on Facebook that this Liz Lauren bitch should go find herself a guy that's not married and leave my friend Janae Montague King alone. Now, what it is that she does so wonderfully that it costs them so much money, I would like to know. I heard trapezes are, a trapeze is involved. That's what I heard when they have anyway, sex with trapeze. What's up? So I'm what, not even funny today because I don't feel good. So fuck all of you. I'm done. So say, so we'll say hi to Drew. He's in the chat room. Oh, Drew's in the chat room? Hey, well, that Drew. That was the whole purpose of saying all that was that he was well, in the chat room. Well, baby doll, if you had as much shit in you as I have in me, you wouldn't even know where you are. I can't get anything to work now on this computer. Drew. So. Oh, Give kisses to your fabulous sister. I love her. Drew Astor has the most wonderful sister in the world. We bonded immediately. She's like my new best friend. Not new, but she's one of my best friends. As for that Liz Lauren bitch, well, I mean, forget her. She's gorgeous, by the way. She's about 126 years old, and she looks like 35 or 40. You can, go, you, can, you can go on Facebook page and look up Liz Lauren. She has like 3,000 pictures of herself. I mean, she's not vain at all. They're just headshots, body shots of her, of her body and her clothes. Okay, so now I'm back, you guys, into the chat room. So now I missed a whole Wait, bunch I'm of stuff. I'm not even in the picture. That's what? okay. We want to give a, give a shout-out to uh, uh, Goddess right. is in the chat room. Move over. You, you knocked me out of frame. Hey, there's the frame right there. Oh, oh excuse me. <laughs> I'm looking at the other monitor. Oh, oh, it goes over oh, to here. Oh, You're fine. Oh. I, this way, I want people to know who I am. If they don't see me with this new voice of mine and this new speech impediment I have, because did out. you ever have bite your cheek and smile and the pain is outrageous? Well, I figure you're going to live with that for a week or two. And I don't speak well because I'm holding my cheek in a position so that it doesn't hurt. 
So there you go. You get what you get. I mean, what can I tell you? It's for free, folks. So we also got guests, Josie, and everybody in the chat room. If you're if you're tuning in now and you're listening to us and you want to see how to see us, you can hit the ITV button at the top of your um, at the top of your screen and then click your name and it'll you can change it and put it whatever you want because it always gives you some name of that you're not going to be. It's usually right. a lady, so you can be anybody you want to be. We want to welcome everybody to the show. We've got a great show today. We have. Uh, Rachel True coming on. I hope that's how we pronounce her name. I'm going to let her tell me how to pronounce it. And uh, you guys, why, why is he in this business? And you guys he know, doesn't even know how to pronounce. You guys, can't oh, I can't stand my voice, Jimmy. What kind of voice is okay, this? Okay, just go. Let me let me finish though. So yeah. you guys, you guys know Rachel True from The Craft, and uh, probably the best witch movie ever made in the history of movies. It's fantastic. The so movie was originally her. titled The Crack, but they didn't want to make it The Crack, so they made it The Craft. <laughs> Yeah. Then we've got Zach Ward coming on, who's been in a ton of great movies. And and Zach Ward, you know why they call him Wood. Ward. I thought it was Wood. Ward. Oh, Wood was more exciting. I know, well. Jack's Wood. Oh, this, I like This isn't that. a porno. It's Zach. It's Zach. I like Jack's Wood better. Okay, but let's just go Shut with what up, his James. Name is. I'm in no mood. I'm going to bitch smack you. It's not nice to make Meanwhile, I should have put stars on today because 4th of July is in a couple of days. What are you? One of Obama's people? No. Anti American? No, it's just that it's what not you, Fourth of July. ISIS queen? It's not Fourth of July, and I thought we'd look stupid well, not, if we both had. I thought we'd look stupid if we both no, had star shirts. We on. look stupid if we were naked. Anything we do, we look stupid. Who cares? Yeah, but we I look mean, more stupid if we have different stars. No, we, we couldn't possibly look more stupid than we are. Impossible. Anyway, oh, go. we want to give a shout out to da guest David from Stars Now UK is joined in the chat room. He's a fan of Rachel, so I'll make sure that we get her to say hi when we get her on the line. And you guys know Zach Ward. Anybody who's seen A Christmas Story knows it, which is one of the most popular Christmas movies of the one last of, one of years. my favorites, by the way. And, uh, no he lie. plays the bully. He plays the bully, Scott Farkas. He's had a great career, and he's got a new movie uh, out right now called Restoration. But you guys have seen him in Resident Evil and. And Alone in the Dark and Titus, he was like one of the comedians, which we've had Christopher Titus on the show. Wait, what was his name in the movie? Scott Farkas. Oh, that's why in the chat room he's called Dark Fartass. No, he's not in the chat room. <laughs> oh, who's Dark Fartass? Nobody, that's... <laughs> I am now. Yeah, that's private things that we talk about off the air. Oh, I'm not supposed <laughs> to say it. Anyway, that's a weird... Personal Skype that's a weird handle. <laughs> That's a weird handle. Dark What's up, too? Goddess. Okay, no, no, no. Don't, don't keep saying it. Shut up, it's Jimmy. It's private. Jimmy, I'm going to put drugs in it's your... Like I'm going to put drugs in your drink. No, it's like putting... It's like I'm going to put number. five oxycodone in no. your drink and then ask you next week to do the show. No, just, just sit there, then. You don't have to talk. Just sit. I never do pills. <laughs> I never get loaded. I never do pills. Goddess <laughs> is laughing. Drew's laughing. Drew! Now, listen, I tease Liz Lauren. She happens to be my dearest friend in the world and probably the most respected female impersonator by me anyway um her style is magnificent her class her clothes she got she gets it right she doesn't do stupid drag like the queens today where they all look like clowns she does the real mccoy the woman the look the elegant look now when he's out of that dress which is hardly ever he is one of the most innovative new kind of guy that's got skin lines that are fabulous for all of you out there who always say to me i have beautiful skin and i look much younger than liz lauren it's because i use Janae montague king's DMK. products okay. cosmetics you know i don't lie to you ever ever do that it's not like you put it on your face and your face falls in the toilet i mean you, you, you're gorgeous i mean i'm seventy thousand years old and I don't look at nobody thinks I am. And even in person, I don't have wrinkles. And I really think it's a lot to do with my Italian heritage 
and the fact that I don't go in the sun, and the fact that I use DMK on my face as much as I can. Night creams, morning creams, day creams. You got to cream on your face or have somebody else cream on your face. But cream up that face because once it dries, it cracks. And it's like a desert. You know, the sand is, hasn't got water, it cracks. So you must moisturize that's the success to staying young. Start moisturizing the moment you come out of your mother's womb. In fact, slap some of that placenta on your face because that's supposed to be very good for wrinkles. There you go. You know, we start wrinkling the minute we hit the air. We're like an English muffin. You know, the minute we hit the air, we get hard and dry and Drew stale. Says stop already. He's blushing. And by the way, everybody, Who now Drew's stop, last what? name is now King. It's Drew King. The name Montague King and Drew King. Oh, he doesn't use Aster anymore? No. Well, well, I still use Russell, even though mine is Star, R.S. Ron Star. But I can't use Ron Star because Jimmy gets crazy. It's He's the only one that can use Star because That's not he's, true. you're full of shit. Star, why do you lie on the air? I'm not lying on the air. Okay, from now I'm going to call myself Ron Russell Star and watch you squirm. Nothing. It says that on your Facebook page. Everybody in the world knows it. <laughs> well, why why can't you, why can't you be Jimmy Star Russell? No, you can, I could be Jimmy Russell Star. Why do I have to give in to your stupid name? You don't have to. You you wanted to. Well, so now <laughs> Drew King. Okay, good Drew. When I see you, I'll christen you Drew King. There you go. You gotta love it, Chad. How are you? And how was your weekend? Oh, look at this faggot. She has the wrist miss wrist <laughs> the wrist watch that matches her shirt. Of course. Do you believe it? Such she. A, such a queen. Chad, how are you? She probably um, has orange bloomers on, too. Well, I'm rubbing some placenta on my face right now because I don't want to crack. No, you know what? Don't laugh. When I was a hairdresser, <laughs> there was placenta in a glass tube. From we, what? What placenta? It was a woman's placenta. They did something to it, and they put it into a tube for hair because it's all protein. Mm. And then they gave us a little file, and we'd file off the tip of the glass tube and dump this shit on the woman's head. Fifteen bucks for that treatment way back in the 1960s, which means today it had to be a couple of hundred. But it was woman's placenta. And when we told women what it was, they were horrified. In fact, one woman ran to the maternity ward. She was waiting for somebody to give birth. As soon as the kid came out with the spray, she stuck her head right in there. Hmm. Well, it's supposed to be great. If it's fresh from a, from a womb, not a womb, from a twat, it's really the best. <laughs> then it really makes your hair gorgeous. Smells a little bit, but it looks great. Right. That's so disgusting. <laughs> Seriously, that's like... I told you. Goddess wrote, though, a woman, at least a, good, a woman's good for something. <laughs> well... Goddess, you know, we love you. You know, if I was straight, I would have gotten rid of this hole in my cheek by going down on a woman because then it would heal it instantly. Mm. Well, jesm juice is supposed to heal everything, they say. I don't personally care for it, to tell you the truth. Maybe yeah. you should swish with some placenta. No, uh, you guys, come on. This is like, <laughs> like such a totally queen. disgusting. He's such a Meanwhile, you got to hear him in bed. He's disgusting. I, I walk out of the bedroom. I say, what am I in here with? Some kind of a slut pig? Pervert, talk romantic, talk nice. You gotta hear what he says to me. Ooh, get the Crisco, get off the oh, swing. Yeah, right. get, get off the swing. Where's my twenty-inch dildo? Put on your collar. Mr. <laughs> Start <disgusting>. barking. <laughs> I love He's it. just joking. I'm only kidding. If he really did that, I'd be his slave. <laughs> Good grief. You Good comeback. Uh, Who do we have on the show today that I'm going to destroy? Nobody. We have great guests. We have uh, no guests today? We have great guests. Uh, we already announced who the guests are. You weren't paying oh. any attention. Well, I was, I'm stoned, honey. Do the guests know that a drug addict will be no, interviewing you're gonna, No, them? they don't. Oh. <laughs> they anyway. will soon. 
I don't even know where I am. Tell you the truth, I'm floating. Every now and then I come back to, gee, I'm on television. <laughs> you gotta love it. All right, everybody. So let's do a quick ad uh, because we're gonna have our first caller calling in in one second. But you can hear the Jimmy Star Show on iHeartRadio, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Audio Boom, Podomatic, Apple TV, um, and on television. You can see us on Roku, YouTube, and Vimeo. We love it when you listen to the Jimmy Star Show live on W4CY Radio, and that way you also. Get to hear the fabulous Chad Murphy live. Oh, yeah. Okay. I love that. Oh, yeah. I have, I have to answer my Facebook and Twitter people. They want to know what my opinion is of Trump and uh, the other one. What's her name? Hillary Clinton. Um, I'm not We don't a, have a lot of time for this, so you have well, to do it quick. Sure, do you know, Jimmy, I'm going to leave this show. No. It's I, I can have, I can have my own show for four hours. It's, th- it's time to call our guest. Well, they could wait a little bit. It won't kill them. <laughs> This is important stuff. Anyway, what do I think of Donald Trump? I don't think anything negative of him, and I will not make fun of his children, his son, his mother, his hairdo, his makeup. I will not do that. I, I will not, I will not, what's the word, undignify a person? Is there such a word as undignify? Let's make it a word. Okay. I will never undignify a person, nor will I undignify Hillary Clinton. I may not like her or him. But I certainly won't go after their children and their family and do those horrible, horrible things they do. After all, they're still people, humans, maybe. Well, we hope they are. If they're human, they're going to be hurt. And don't think for one minute all those horrible things said about Donald and Hillary don't hurt them. Of course it hurts them, no matter how tough they are. So, folks, keep it down to politics. That's my opinion. Keep it about what's Hillary going to do to screw up the country. And how fast is Donald going to get us in war with ISIS? Keep those subject matters on the table. That's what it's important. Who do I vote for? I hate the both. I don't hate. I hate no one. I just like the both of them. I think they're both theatrical, and I think they're both insincere, and I don't think they're good for the country, either one. But if I have to vote, and a gun was to my head, I would vote for Donald Trump, because at least he may make some sense with ISIS when he starts to go to war with them. And they're afraid of him because he's crazy. And, you know, he's a loose cannon, as they say. And they're, they're very frightened of him because he will blow everybody up. He'll blow up the world. He doesn't care to get, the, to get these people out of our country and to stop killing us. So if not for anything, I would vote for Donald Trump only because I think that he will protect us. Hillary with Obama and the Arabs, that's kind of a coup. I don't think right now we should be friends with a lot of the Arabs that we are friends with because they're turncoats. And they will turn on us and kill us just like the Japanese did in World War II and the Nazis and the Italians. I mean, the, the, what, was the, 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 what were they called? The fascists. Fascista. They, they were all no good. So there you go. Now I hope everybody's satisfied. Those are my political beliefs. Okay, Chad, let's see if we can go ahead and call our first guest. Let's do that. All right, everybody, so this is going to be fun. We're going to be calling Rachel True. I hope that's how we pronounce her name. Jimmy, how is it spelled? R-A-C-H-E-L. Well, how do you pronounce that phonetically? Rachel. So what do you I don't know, because everybody's not always the same. Well, the only other way she could go is if she's Jewish and she's Rockle. No, but it could be Raquel. I mean, people spell things differently. If she's Jewish, it could be Rockle, because that's Rachel in Jewish. In Yiddish, it's Rockle. I had a customer named Rockle. Okay. Rockle Levy. Imagine a name, Rockle Levy. Oy. Oy. Mr. Star, she is not online on Skype. Uh-oh, that's not good. Okay, I'll send her a text and see Probably because she heard that I would vote for Trump. She's one of those that's not going to come on. <laughs> oh, 
No, I don't think Everybody's so. punishing anybody. Nobody's afraid to say they want Donald Trump because they lose family members and friends. He's hated so much that actually people say if you're friends with Trump and you're going to a friend, if you're voting for Trump, I'll never talk to you again. So you know what I do? I tell everybody I don't like I'm voting for Trump. So here's what we're going to do real quick. Let's take a little quick music break. Uh, actually, I'm not voting for anybody. I don't think I'm voting this year. Okay, let, let's... Uh... Let's go to uh, play a video, everybody. This is Hunter and the Dirty Jacks. The name of the single is called Rock and Roll Soul. Oi, headache. For a king, no rhythm to speak. I wish to God you could sing. Modern Hill and Troy in a real world style. Could start a religion with a launch code smile. And I want one with a rock and roll soul. Here's who I need. Make me home. Yeah, I want one with a rock and roll soul. Here's who I need. Like, like, like. When I'm sober, I'll listen to it again. 
But stoned, it was cool. <laughs> That's funny. Absolutely cool. So Love it. Who are these people anyway? Never heard of them. They're called Hunter and the Dirty Jacks. I like and they're, from I, I want, they're from California, I think. Of course. They're wonderful. Everybody from California is great. Listen, I want this in the car. Put him in my car. Absolutely, I will. Um, I, actually, I sold my other car. I no longer have my... I don't have my car anymore, Jim. I know you don't. I sold my car. It was only like two years old, but it wasn't the best car. Didn't two years it. old? Twelve years old. Oh, no, I'm talking about not my TT Roadster. Oh, the Veloster. About okay. The Velasca, the new one. I didn't care. It wasn't me. You know, I, I need a two-seater rocket. That's all I drive. So I'm going to stick with my uh, 03 TT Roadster, which I love and adore that car. I don't need any other car. Jimmy's got a big thing that we could drive. Big car, not big thing. I wish he had a big thing. I He's know. got a big car. Listen to him. He's talking too much. He's all dirty today, huh? Well, it's the drugs. It's bringing out the tramp in there. <laughs> How do you think Liz Lauren's a good friend of mine? She only hangs out with sluts like herself. She doesn't hang out with decent, you know, Christians. Got a church down if she ever walked into one.
Tomorrow, if you said you'd meet me at the docks, I'd set my clocks and I'll be up early. I'll catch a train, I'll sleep against a window pane tomorrow. Well, tomorrow I'll be gone, and I'd go to Manchester tomorrow. If you'd meet me in the traffic center, I'll be there in plenty of time. Oh, I'll, you'll be mine tomorrow. Well, tomorrow you'll be mine. And I'd go 
I'd settle for the little reciprocation. Mr. Start. You're on a phone call. You guys, I've been trying to video call you forever. Oh, no, no. Okay, let's go back to the video. We saw you, but we had a problem on our side. So let's go back to your Skype. And we saw you, but we couldn't talk to you. There was a problem. Okay, I don't have a choice right now down below. I only have a choice to hang up a microphone or a plus sign to text you. I don't have a video option right now. Hmm. Okay, hang up and call back. Okay, should I call you Jimmy Starr or W4CY? Call W4CY, yay. All right, let me try that right now. I'm hanging up. (laughs) You okay? Why not? I, I don't know. Okay. Okay, please let this work. Please, please don't make our video go away. All right, everybody. Sorry, we had some technical difficulties. I forgot. I'm just talking like live into the thing. Uh, we don't know what happened to it all, but we're working on it all, and hopefully we're going to get it going right now uh, with Rachel True. We saw her, but uh, she couldn't see us, and she couldn't hear us. So hopefully the whole thing will work itself out right now. What do you think, Chad? How are we doing? I had it, and then she hung up again. Okay. Well, we're having the same kind of problems that we had. And you need Skype to send some stinks. CPR and, and to stars now, yes. Make sure you do any updates that you have on Skype, too. I did that earlier this week. So. I, did, I did it I did it, on, oh, I did it last Thursday, right, so good. I didn't think it would be any more. All right, you're good. Um, all right. I'm going to try to add it to the group call here again. Okay, great. All right, everybody. Have on sing something. <laughs> they should have buffer music. 
to have Ron sing something. Ah, oh, it still didn't work. I can hear you, but I can't see you. And we saw you before. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's my end or your end, you guys. I'm so sorry, but I had someone test me and videoed just fine earlier. I'm not getting a choice. Underneath, I just get a microphone or a phone. Okay, how about, hang Chad, how about if she hangs up and you call her? Yeah, try that. Okay. It works for me. <laughs> Didn't I just do this? I had a group call. Oh, you called her or she called you? I think I called her. Love is funny. Or it's still only coming in its video, and I don't understand. What type of device are you on? How about you try a Mac, Not a, Mac. And a desktop, and I oh. had someone test it out this morning. And I, we see you. I mm. saw you earlier. How about this? You hang up, and you call the W4CY number. I'm going to try, but I feel like your video's off. Like, I don't get an option. Oh. I only get an option to call you on W4CY. Right. I'm going to hang up, though, and try it again. All right, thank you. All right, everybody. This is like the worst thing ever because I'm so excited about this guest. I'm very disappointed that this is having these problems like this. But that's what happens when you're like live. When you're like live. So we'll see how it all goes. Hopefully, it'll get better this this time around. You, I used to get a little thing, Chad, that says accept her and add her to the call or whatever. She oh, was. And I didn't get it, so she's here and I'm there. Right all right. Well, I guess we're not gonna have video. Oh, I got it on my end. Wait, now you have video. You should have video now. I see you. You do. I see you. Oh, there we go. Oh, Chad, I can't see her on my end, so can you just tape this for me, Chad? Sure thing. All right. Oh, I'm so sorry for the technical difficulties, you guys. Your fault. I think we were having it's problems on our, on our We were having problems also. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to make like a little announcement now that we finally got you on the show. And uh, everybody can see you. You look gorgeous, by the way. So here we go. Here's our intro for the TV portion. All right, everybody, we want to welcome the fabulously talented and incredibly beautiful Rachel True to the Jimmy Star Show. Hello and welcome to the show. Hi, thank you guys so much for having me. Sorry for the ever so slightly late start, but thank you very much. That's okay. That's okay. Everybody, everybody, wait, wait Chad, why don't we have Chad? Yes, sir. Oh, I had an echo. Oh, it went away. Okay, good. The echo went away, everybody. I'm going to do it again. I'm going to do that again because I don't want that echo in there. <laughs> Chad, Ron's just freaking out. All right, everybody, welcome. We want to welcome the fabulously talented and incredibly beautiful Rachel True to the Jimmy Star Show. Hello and welcome to the show. Thank you guys so much for having me. Okay, before we get started, let me introduce my cool, outrageous man about town co-host who just had surgery, so he's a little, a little not, not as quite as wild as normal, but that's Mr. Ron, Ron Russell. How do you do, my dear? And I love your sisters. Uh, <laughs> thank you, sir. Listen, Ron, Ron Russell, I hope you're doing okay after the surgery. Well, I have uh, three or four oxycodone in me and uh, two <laughs> Tylenol so I could do the show. And still when I, you know, I had two centimeters of skin removed from the inside of my cheek. And they, they put it in my penis where my urine, ur my urethra. Ure I couldn't pee, so they had to rebuild it. Oh, they rebuilt it with your own skin cells? That's kind of amazing that they can even do that. Well, you know what he said? The doctor said to me, when they perform the surgery for women, they take skin out of her cheek too because it's the same as her. La was it labra? Labia. 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 <laughs> so when a guy We're gay, in case you didn't. Right. So <laughs> the good part is, if a girl goes on a date, she can open her legs and say, "Kiss me on the cheek." 
<laughs> well, I guess you can say a few things too now that you're good to go. Well, I wish I wish you a quick recovery. Thank you, darling. I, I another two weeks and I'll be fine. We've also got the man behind the boards, Mr. Chad Murphy. So say hello to Chad. Hi, Chad. Rachel is beautiful. Welcome to the show. <laughs> I want Chad around all the time. You got it. Right. <laughs> I, I love her speaking voice. And, and we yes. also have a chat room full of people. So if you could uh, uh, say hello to everybody in the chat room. Hi, everybody. <laughs> I, I hope you have some questions for me. We have a special request. There's a guy in the chat room. He's a really cool guy. He's from England. His name is Dave. And uh, his Twitter handle is StarsNowUK. If you could just give him a special hello, Dave, because he's, like, been posting how gorgeous and how much he loves you all over Twitter for, like, uh, every day. Oh, oh, Dave, thank you so much. You realize I'm probably your mom's age, but thanks. <laughs> he's older than we are. He's, like, my age. So. Okay, then I don't feel so bad. That's my new thing lately is, like, I'm your mom's age when I get hit on by young guys. So that's a MILF, so you're a MILF. I, without the mom part, sure. Okay. <laughs> so I have to say this without kids. You and I, you and I are the same age, and I look old, and you look like you're still in your twenties. So, like, I, I was looking at all the pictures of you online and all the remarks that everybody says, and it's true what they say: black don't crack. Because you look absolutely gorgeous. No, no, no. Gorgeous. That, that's not the case. If she were married to me, she'd look old too. <laughs> that if I had kids or was married to anyone I would probably look older but the other thing is like because people have been talking about my age a lot which as a woman is a little weird like it's I'm an actor so to have people like constantly talking about my age isn't helping me get any jobs people so it's awesome if you want to say nice things but you don't have to keep putting the number up because Hollywood is a very long memory when it comes to age but I have um, I take really good care of my health and my body. I had a health thing a few years back and that kind of forced me to pull it together because I didn't recognize myself in the mirror. I looked super duper old and unhealthy and I just kind of really pulled it together and now I look kind of like I think I should at this particular juncture in my life. Well, you know, Hollywood's ridiculous because they said after 40, who wants you? You know, that's ridiculous. Because exactly. a truly great actress such as Betty Davis went on for 50, 60 years in the business. So if you're like Meryl Streep, you know, she's past 40 like 30,000 years ago. And they still want her. So I don't believe that Hollywood 40 thing. The Hollywood 40 thing is if you got work on your knees and that's how you get work is being on your knees, you're not going to last more than 40 because no old producer wants any chick on her knees that's 40. He wants them 21. Then you're really <laughs> out of the business. But that's bullshit. I know plenty of actresses, good friends, good actress. Look, uh, Angelina Jolie, I know her. And she's 40 she's plus. She's not over 40, is she? Oh, yes. sure she is. She's my daughter Deirdre's best friend. They went to school together. Oh, it's gotcha. El Rodeo. And my daughter's 47. No, no Deirdre's, Deirdre's 40. I'm sorry, Deirdre's 40. <laughs> and Angie is, 40. Angie's 40 also because they both were in the same class. And I he, has, he has another daughter who's 47, so we just got yes. him like And Ron and I, in case... Ron I, I, I'm 50, by the way. Yes. Ron, fabulous. Ron, Ron just turned 76, and we've been married for four years, and we're the only gay syndicated television hosts like on the planet. And, um, and no, congratulations, by the way. You guys have quite a following, and that's not an easy thing to accomplish. And I give you huge props because everything is so youth-oriented, 
in today's world and there's room for grown-ups like you guys and me to have shows and have voices and have opinions because one thing I always say is it's weird that advertising is all targeted at youth I understand it's to lock them in while they're young and get the brand um, loyalty but we theoretically have more spending money now as adults than we ever had as 20-somethings. What makes our show work is what's happening in Hollywood right now. Pay attention to all the movies you go to. There's a 75-year-old star or co-star working with a 35-year-old star or co-star, like Robert De Niro. Like the intern films. when he did. Because what they're doing now, they want to get all the audiences into the theater. They just don't want kids anymore. They want the old bags, too. So if they shove out there like a Meryl Streep, the old ones go. And if they put an Angelina Jolie, the young ones go. So if they tie them together, everybody goes. What makes our show work is I'm an outrageous 76-year-old gay guy. And Jimmy's a very, very uh, a good businessman. And he, anyway, the chemistry works. The crazy and the sane. And young kids think I'm the coolest thing in the world. I get fan mail saying, I wish you were my dad. My, my, dad, my, my dad is such a stiff. Or, um, you know, I wish my, my, I could be like you when I'm your age, like as if I'm a monument. But that's okay. I don't mind. What's so the secret to your fabulous head of hair? That's what I want to know. <laughs> oh, oh, it, it, it's, um, what is it, sexy, uh, um, sperm. <laughs> Whoa. Well, I don't even want to know what you do. Is it, is it the ejection of the sperm? Is it the putting the sperm on the hair? I know it's protein. It's, if you put a lot of sperm on your head, you can comb your hair and it stays. The only, <laughs> the only thing is you get some crazy gay people wanting to lick your hair. So you have to beat them off. <laughs> <laughs> let's go. Let's go back, though. Okay, since you you talk, you did talk. Oh, we're going to talk about your movies and your career and stuff too. But since you do so many things, and people probably don't even know that you do a lot of these things, um, you mentioned that you took a little break from Hollywood. Even though I see you're working a lot again now uh, on your IMDb, at least it's so stuff. But it's but you said yeah, you know you got healthy, and so I should tell everybody that now you're kind of also besides acting and a tarot reader, you're a healthy lifestyle advocate, and you have a, a website just for that called some. SomeTrueThings.com. Yeah, you can also get to it from RachelTrue.com, my name, but I just chose Some True Things. Um, because I realized when I went through my own health thing, I really had to educate myself. Um, one of the best doctors I encountered said, listen, we only know about 10% of what's going on with the body as a doctor. So it's really important that people advocate for themselves and, and know what questions to ask when they go in there. So that's why I put the information up on my website because, for example, uh, um, excuse me, the reason I ended up taking time off was because I was misdiagnosed and put on some medication that didn't serve me. And I kind of lost about a year of my life going, why do I feel so bad? So once I got off, um, they put me on antidepressants. It turned out I had a hormone imbalance that led to um, fibroids, which is a really common women uterine thing. It's the number one reason women have um, miscarriages and hysterectomies, basically. It's not really talked about a lot. And, and one of the symptoms of having an estrogen dominance, so too much estrogen, not enough progesterone, just like men can have not enough testosterone to balance everything out. One of the symptoms is you're a little kooky and you're crying. And so they put me on an, a Klonopin, which even Stevie Nicks says is literally the hardest drug to get off of. I got off all that cold turkey and was like, wait a second, I'm not depressed. I'm not any of these things. I'm not even hysterical. I went to a doctor and she said, yes, you have the hormones of a postpartum woman, meaning, meaning, because you're two gay men, you don't even know what that means, do you? 
What that means? <laughs> I, I had he has the, two daughters. I had so. the, and I had the very same problem. When I went to the doctor, he said, "You know, ma'am, a penis has grown on you." <laughs> it's, it was probably just a really large clit. Just FYI. Probably, but the doctor wanted to remove it, and I said, no, leave it, because when people tell me to go fuck myself, now I can. <laughs> so basically what, what I did was, once I got my hormones balanced, which, by the way, a bioidentical plant source pill, so no chemicals, no synthetics, because women have had problems once they get older. If they take synthetic hormones, you can you know end up with breast cancer or problems. So I do a bioidentical plant source pill, and it literally changed my world. I can think about my life pre-figuring out I had a hormone thing and post. Because you don't get um, a belly full of fibroids like I had. I had a very severe case of them. They were wrapped around my spine. I could barely walk. I was 60 pounds heavier by the end of this surgery. So basically, I had to take time off from Hollywood because nobody likes a, no, nobody likes a fat middle-aged chick unless you already started out as a fat middle-aged chick. That was not... You know, but, very but, happy, but, though, that you worked right. it all out. Don't, don't you think that great, great sex cures everything? Um, well, I think you got, if you have a big hormone imbalance like I had, great, great sex won't cure it, but getting the hormone imbalance fixed leads to having great, great sex again. So I, yes, I'm with you. The great sex is amazing and really healthy thing that most people should enjoy. At least I hope they enjoy. Wait, let me ask you guys a question because you guys are my age and grown-ups. Today's, um... I was talking to a bunch of millennials, and they were talking about how they've only had one or two sex partners. Some of them have a lot, but this group I was talking to, they've only had one or two, and they think that having like five or six is a lot. And I was like, uh, you know, no comment. I mean, because I'm, I was never a super promiscuous chick or anything like that, but we had a little bit of fun, my generation, even though we were coming up in a time of AIDS, which I think really shaped Gen X which is what I am. I believe our sexuality was really shaped by the fact that we were, you know, as soon as we were ready to have sex, it was like, you could die. So I feel like it's an odd generation, Gen X, with our relationship with sex. That, that, that's looking at it from the straight viewpoint. Fair enough that I'm a straight girl. If you're gay, you're a tramp from 16 till death. <laughs> we learned about sex way before the straight people did. We had multiple partners when we were 17, 18. That's not true for everybody. <laughs> By 20 years old, most of us have had three or 400 different numbers. Well, my friend Liz Lauren, you know, who we talk about all the time, she beats the record. She has about 3,000. <laughs> She's in the chat room. Her husband's she in has, the chat room. She has 3,000. Well, let me tell you, she has 3,000, has had over 3,000 lovers. If she goes naked and the wind comes, Forget it. She goes like Listen a kite. <laughs> the wind goes right up a snatch and takes into the sky. Now I think let's go back. Okay, I don't think I don't think six people is a lot of people at no, all. No, six people. Six is people to me, that, nothing. I'm six like, six people is rehearsal before you get to the number you want. I, I had uh, first of all, I was a late bloomer because I dated girls until I was like 22 and I was out of college. So I dated really? girls, and I had sex with lots of girls in college. And so then when I got out of college, like I had multiple. I've had multiple, multiple. Quickies. In, in, in other words, he's <laughs> not a, now. Now I'm actually well, in a monogamous relationship. Yeah, but Jimmy's a whore. He told, he told me. He, guess how many? He said he's had over a thousand different men. I said not possible. A thousand different men, and I believe him because he's a tramp. <laughs> Here's the thing. 
thing. I mean, to be honest, for someone like me, when I hit, um, you know, the age of consent or getting ready to explore my sexuality, there were such big stereotypes. So, like, back in the 80s, like, all I heard from, I went to New York University, NYU, and a lot of white people came up to me and said, black girls are really crazy, you know, they fuck anything, and they, so I kind of went out of my way not to, to be honest, because I also saw, and I'm coming from a straight woman's perspective, not a gay man's, obviously, but I personally thought when I was younger that it was really easy. It's really easy to shove your tits up and get laid. I didn't see any challenge in that, to be honest. Like, as a woman, it's very easy to go find a penis to stick in a hole. It just wasn't... I love sex, but I don't like it with tons of different people and strangers. So I'm a pretty monogamous girl. You got to want what you want. You know, a lot of my friends have said to me, you've had a lot of lovers, a lot of boyfriends. You're really a whore. I said, no, I'm not. I was raped every time. Oh, no. <laughs> First of all, you guys slut shame yourself, so like that takes care of that aspect of it. I have to say too, though, like because you're, I think that you're incorrect. I don't think all women can put, jack up their tits and get sex. You happen to be incredibly gorgeous and beautiful, so it's huh. easy for you to go and get. But I yeah, see that's people- very kind of you. But here's the truth: like I was never known as some pretty girl. You know, I was kind of the cute, kooky girl, and that's what I worked as for most of my career. Even the last TV show I did, I was like not the pretty girl. I was the odd oddball kooky one I do believe though that having gone through that health thing and come out the other side I actually feel more attractive and more comfortable in myself than I ever did when I was younger so when people say to me oh you're so pretty now you're attractive I think that's um, a byproduct of healthy living but also being comfortable in my own skin finally well people tell me I'm much better looking now and I tell them here's my plastic surgeon's number call him and thank him but no you guys like my but the part of my mission on some true things.com my website is to say how to feel good in your body naturally so like I've never done anything I'm a thousand years old but I've never I don't even think I've had a facial maybe I've had one in my life that's it I only just started taking care of that stuff recently but I'm not necessarily against plastic surgery or things for other people but my goal was to see how can I be in this body that I was given and age comfortably and naturally without fillers or Botox or blah 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 so I you know people are like what's your secret I'm like drink water and they're like shut up no cream I, I spoke earlier about it um, my mother never put soap on her skin never washed her face with soap Believe it or not, she washed her face with olive oil. I bet she did, and I bet her skin is gorgeous. I do the same thing. Yeah, I'm, your skin is amazing, by the way. Amazing. And you're white. People, people. There's another saying, you know, if you're black, you don't crack. Well, I say if you do a lot of crack, you don't crack. <laughs> <laughs> no, here's the thing. Black, this is a line from the sitcom I did. Black don't crack, but it does sag. So yeah. people think it's like a free ride if you have brown skin or you're Italian. Is that your background? Yes, you look like an Italian man. Oh, I do olive oil facials. I also uh, do hair. Uh, I put olive oil in my hair. And I now, love olive oil in my hair. Yeah, now, there's a black line that just came out because you know black people. What well, you're black? Black people's hair is brittle sometimes and breaks. I was very dry. Yes, it breaks. Now they have a new product that's olive oil. And I said, for Christ's sake, I've been putting it on my head for centuries. This process is like $50, $80, whatever. Screw that. Go out and get an $8 of extra virgin, dump it on your head, put a cap on it with a heating lamp, and your hair the next day is soft, lustrous, and will not crack. 
Listen, he just explained to you the exact truth of what to do with your hair because that's another thing I go over on the website. It's kind of like you can spend a lot of money on face products and hair products if you really want to. But the truth is, I just thought, what did I do when I was super young and had no money? I used olive oil. I heated olive oil up in a pan. I like did exactly what you just said, and I still do that because it's super cheap. It's super inexpensive. Even if you get the extra virgin kind, it's still so much cheaper than a sixty-dollar treatment at the salon. Sure. One thing I do do, though, obviously, is dye the heck out of my hair because I started getting um, a gray streak when I was sixteen. Literally, sixteen years old, I had a pretty big gray streak. Now it's like, ah. Oh. So I go lighter and lighter every year because it covers the gray easier. <laughs> well, if, you know, people have headaches sometimes from tight scalps. They don't realize that their scalp shrinks from bleaching. Because I was a hairdresser for years. A color, uh, uh, I was a colorist also, a technician who did corrective coloring. And women would come in and say, I have such temple headaches and stuff. Sure, you're using 40 volume on your head and you've shrunk the cells. Now go home, I said, and put olive oil on your head. And the olive oil absolutely relieved the tight scalp and the headaches went away. So olive oil is a miracle drug. But I must admit, I also use that bitch, uh, Lisa Lauren's products. DMK <laughs> Cosmetics. They're in the chat room. Nobody's paying me, so I'm not mentioning any names of what I use. No. They're just good friends of ours. Let me tell you, <laughs> I should get a picture of this old whore and put it up next week. She's 150 and she looks pretty. No, I'm serious. He's put more shit on his face than anybody could imagine. Every one of his products, he's forever just putting it on Facebook. Another crap he's putting on and more. He keeps inventing all this great stuff. And I do use it. And I'm not lying. It does. So the cream that I like, I don't even know what they're called. I call it shit, by the way. <laughs> I need to order more of that shit that makes my pores. <laughs> And he knows what I'm talking about because I have no idea what his names of his product are. But there's that one that, that cleanses and does some shit to the pores and it goes in the skin and it puffs it out. So like if I'm doing a movie or a TV show or, or an interview, I use it and I look good for about six or eight hours. <laughs> and then of course, Dorian Gray's portrait becomes me. <laughs> I think my portrait is sitting in an attic next to yours. But now, again. now that I talk about Danae's products, the bitch should give me some money because, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a plug for her. She won't. She'll go out and buy red bottom high heels for $3,000. <laughs> give me a lunch, that tramp. By the way, she's a drag queen who I'm talking about. <laughs> but the other thing I want to tell people who, like, if people are listening and they're trying to figure out their own hair stuff, if you just look at the ingredients on your favorite products, you'll notice a through line. It's, it's glycerin. It's castor oil. It's olive oil. It's shea butter. You can make all that at home yourself if you're on a super budget. If you're not on a budget, then go buy the products you're talking about. Seriously. And buy, and buy from Canada, not from the United States. Get a friend in Canada to send you the Preparation H. The Canadian one does shrink bags, but the American one, for some reason, doesn't do it. They take you don't think the American one shrinks the bags? Because this is, by the way, for anyone listening, this no. is an old secret. We use it on film sets. We put it Preparation no, H under the eyes if people come in super puffy, and it does no. shrink no. the tissue. My friend Paul, who's Canadian, uh, I asked him to send me a tube, and he did. It worked 20,000 times better than the American one. And I researched it. It's because the American one, the FDA didn't uh, pass some of the chemicals that are in there. Oh, 
gotcha, gotcha. Which, um, by the way, sidebar to you guys know I do a podcast with Alec Mappa. Have you ever had him on? He's a gay Asian comedian. He's very popular. He's um Filipino guy. We have a, a podcast called Nooner where we're very naughty. So I kind of like that you guys get a little naughty too. I, I never naughty. use vulgarity. I just <laughs> <laughs> You no. send me his information. No. We'll invite no. him on. No, you it's have to. Hear I really get upset when people use the fuck word. I really think it's horrible. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, the hardest part about moving to California was realizing, because I'm a New Yorker, that people in California don't use like fuck or words like that as adjectives. You know, like we use them <laughs> in a sentence to the fucking store. Like right. it was horrible or swearing to me, and people were looking at me like I was a horrible person. Oh, you know what I love when they speak Californian and the men want to get dirty. If you're, I was in a room once years ago with a bunch of guys, and he said, "Oh, I was on the tennis court, and I saw this girl. She was sitting there, and I shot her beaver, and I almost threw up." <laughs> I, I, a beaver. What's with this jerk? And they don't curse in California. I no, they really don't. Although I will say one of the great benefits to California is we are much more um, health conscious out here. We take better care of ourselves physically a little bit than some of my East Coast, you know. That's bullshit too. I lived in California for a thousand years. Everybody would get up six o'clock in the morning, jog, have all good grain food to eat for breakfast. For lunch, they'd go to the, the Ivy and they'd have a little salad. And in the evening, they'd get all dressed up, go to a club and do ecstasy. Uh, uh, oh, I didn't say they didn't do drugs. I just they ate really healthy and they worked out. I mean, but you know what? I'm not. I don't. I've not been around anyone who does ecstasy or drugs like that because it's not my thing. And that, that's not to say I didn't like. Listen, I went to NYU. I did a lot of drugs in college. When you should do a lot of drugs. I just don't do them as a grown-up because I like, you know, being uh, conscious, cognizant. But I am a pr proponent of marijuana legalization. I think it's great. Uh, I think it's a great thing for anxiety and has different medicinal uses. And it's a plant. So I'm glad to see that that's actually... Um, but it's dangerous if you're driving. Uh, that's my only objection to it. Like, I don't like drugs. I don't do drugs. And right now I'm on those oxycodone, and I don't know what I'm doing or saying half of the time. I think it's a very unpleasant feeling to be loaded. Now, all my friends in California and New York that are listening to the show are saying, he's so full of shit! <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say, if you're the age you are, you've done some drugs, sir. I'm I've, just thinking... I've you might have been in some Studio 54 action, having a good time, doing a little blow. I, I, I hung out in 54. Yes, I did. Of course uh, you did. But, but wait a second. I never did drugs, and I swear to that. I did medicines, medical drugs, but I never did. Uh, I never did, took a trip. I never did LSD. I never did uh, ecstasy. I don't do cocaine. I did it once, and my nose bled, and it was horrible. Uh, the only thing I do is like um, a little bit of uh, Valium and shit like that. Gotcha. <laughs> oxycodone and a little of uh, something. You only do things. the oxycodone because you're sick. You don't. No, I only do it when I can get it. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> He's lying. He's just making that up. We're drug free. No, you know what? Hang on, hang on. We have to, we have to move because we only got ten, we only have a few minutes left. No, I'm, I want more of her. I know. Well, we'll get her to come back again. But no, I, want I, just, her. I just want you to know my favorite, one of my favorite ex-boyfriends is a lovely Italian man who I met at NYU who went to Eaton, so he's very posh, and he now owns an olive, uh, olive grove in Italy. Uh, Campo Lisio is his brand, and so I feel simpatico with you. Well, I, I, I love people. First of all, I'm a New Yorker, Brooklyn, and you're a New Yorker, so right there we bonded. And secondly, I like people with your outgoing personality. 
Uh, you're not afraid to reveal who you are. You're not living in that bullshit world of Hollywood where I have to be clean cut, perfect, and wonderful, and meanwhile, you're a mass murderer. You know, you know. <laughs> no, listen, I mean, I think my thing has always been uh, be, that's why I started again, the health centric website. It's like, okay, how can I be comfortable in my own skin? And for a long time as an actor, I really tried to fit in a box of what I thought this is what an actor should be, do, look like. And I was always tripping up and always on the, an outsider. So now that I've accepted that I'm like a weirdo outsider, like black girl who yeah, speaks yeah, this yeah. way and acts this way, I'm so much more comfortable with myself that it's, I feels really good. I think most people fear turning 40 or 50, right? They're scared of it, but the truth is, you kind of come into your own. Right. Well, actually, when you get to be my age, you don't give a shit about what people think, what people say, or what people do. You just go through life doing your own thing and saying, step out of my way. I have a little bit of life left to live, and I don't intend living it worrying about you and your neurotic insecurities or prejudices or stupidity. And that's what to be my age. And life then becomes a beautiful thing. Pity we don't learn it at 19. We worry about a pimple on our face. And what is everybody going to say about it? So I'm not going to come to dance. You know? We're so self-obsessed when we're in our uh, 19 or 20s. You know, I, that, that age. Although I do think if I had like my 19-year-old body, I could take over the world. Like literally. By this mind, with that body. But that's why they separate it. That's why you can't have it all. But you know something? I have a 76-year-old body, and I'm, and Jimmy will tell you this. No matter where we go, somebody's always hitting on me. Young men, and they don't want it because of money, they find me attractive. You're a very attractive man. Look at you. I don't know why they hit on me, and they do. I get because you're very attractive. Hit on by women, man. It doesn't yeah. make any no, difference. No, I think it's because if you stay slender and you take care of yourself, there's a weird attraction for a 100-year-old bag there's something weird about it. Just like old ladies that are that are lifted and dolled up and they're 90, a lot of young guys find them fascinating and sexy. I Listen, guess I get hit on by 20-year-olds, literally, 22, 23-year-olds all the time. Yeah. But you hit on something really important that I do believe, uh, for me personally, whatever anyone else wants to do is fine, but weight has a really big impact on aging. I think that's true. I think, you know, if we are obese, we tend to age a little harder. It's a little harder on the body. Oh, fat, fat don't work anywhere. No, listen, again, some people are super comfortable at different weights. I was very uncomfortable. I weighed a lot more. I was uncomfortable in my own skin. And also, because I had an estrogen problem, fat stores estrogen. So that was no bueno for someone like me for to feel healthy in my body. But also, I really looked much more... Uh, closer to my real age and even older when I had 20, 30, 40, 50 pounds on me. There's no way to not look like a matron yeah. at that weight. The doctors that deal with obese women will tell you... And men. Well, mostly yeah. women. Here's my point. No, and men. men that marry extremely obese women are looking for a servant and a mother and someone to take care of them. Men that marry a beautiful, streamlined girl want to get laid and have a romance. That's the difference. So I don't know how true it is, but this is what doctors claim. There are a lot of obese women you see with beautiful, thin, young, handsome men. You know that. Those men are with them because they know she's not going to cheat, she's not going to run around, and she's so hard up for dick that she'll do anything. Well, no, listen, I can't, I can't agree or speak on any of that because I can't speak for those women. I know that some women feel really great and empowered 
at any weight. Uh, that was just not the case for me. But I understand why some women do because when I when I am super skinny, which I'm not right now, I'm about 10, 15 more than I'd like to be, but I'm fine, I'm fit. But when I'm super skinny, people treat me like a little girl, right? And I, I literally, I look like I could blow away. They don't treat me as an adult and, or take me seriously. So on the way up to gaining weight, there was a moment where I thought, you can't ignore me now. Like, I'm here, I mean, I look like a football player. and. There was something empowering about being that weight, but ultimately, because I am so small, I'm 5'3", you know, for me, just being, uh, I have more energy, I feel better, I feel useful, I feel more healthy, because again, I never tried to um, look young. I think healthy living makes this a byproduct of healthy living is looking younger than one is, even for you. You look younger than you are. When I lost a lot of weight two years ago and I got really thin, my friends were asking me, are you HIV positive? <laughs> yeah. So they think you have AIDS. He had a thyroid problem where right. he just, he, he like lost like 50 pounds. Like, oh, he, wow. He kind of threw kind of like the same thing you did. He basically lost a year also. It took a year for him to figure it all out. Right. And people were asking me if I had AIDS and I thought, Jesus, that's terrible. Years ago, there was a saying, you're never thin enough or rich enough. Now, if you're too thin, they say, oh, I hope you spend your money fast. Oh, no. Well, first of all, that wasn't very nice of them to assume that. And I'm sure that was very hard for you to go through. When you, I think, again, that the sad thing about like health situations like that is most people don't really understand it or have empathy for it or take control of their own health until they go through something like what you went through. You well, know, or, they, or what they, I went through. They add up their own math. It's gay plus thin equals AIDS. Listen, I went through the same thing. I had a brother who passed away at 28 uh, about seven years ago. And uh, if one more person asked me if he died of a fucking drug overdose, I will fucking punch them. <laughs> Seriously, just because I'm fucking black does not mean... No, my brother passed of a seizure. He had epilepsy. So that's that. Because people like to assume it was a drug overdose. That's the number one thing out of their mouths. It's very rude. Well, you know, it's stereotypical. Um, if you're Jewish and you lose a lot of weight, they ask you, do you have a lover? <laughs> <laughs> that's terrible. Well, they don't bang their husbands, Jewish broads. You know that. They marry them. No, they bang their husbands. They just don't blow them. They well, no, no, they blow them when they date them as teenagers. And I have, I, my whole, my body of friends are more Jewish than anything else. I mean, I've got millions of Jewish friends that I'm crazy about, and I'm not doing that like the old cliche some of my best friends are. And, and we have a ton of black friends also that we love. Jimmy and I are very, very good. We don't have any kind of prejudice, thank God. I could never be married to a man that did. I mean, we have Wendy Moten, the singer who I'm mad about. Uh, a lot of black stars are, oh, what about my, my love of my life, you know? BNGB. BNGB I love. She's a gorgeous black girl. And my favorite... And now you have Rachel True. Wait, now my, she's going to be... I know, wait, she's going to be impressed with okay. my most favorite is Kathy Sledge. I love Kathy from... Uh, Sister Sledge, Sledge. The, the group, and I'm crazy about Kathy Sledge. She's my most That favorite. was his most excited person he's ever, because we meet a lot of famous people, yeah. and that was who we got was the most excited about out of anybody. You yeah, know, I mean, J Jane said. Russell was my dearest friend in the world. I know Laura Bacall. I know all the great movie legends. Oh, wow. <laughs> And when I met Kathy Sledge for the first time, I was jumping up and down and hugging her and saying, oh, my God, I can't believe it. It's you. It's you. I love you. I love They're you. really tall women, too, those Sister Sledges, aren't they? They're like big, tall people. Oh, 
They're not. Kathy Sledge is tiny. Oh, she is? I thought they were. They look really tall. They just look tall. Not at all. She's all right, all right. She's probably your height. I'm, I'm a short one. I'm also part Jew. My dad's family was Jewish. I got black. I got American Indian. I got all the oppression right here. So you don't okay, get blowjobs so, either. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have a very small mouth and a high palate, sir. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hang on one second because it's 411 and our next caller is going to call in four minutes. First oh, of all, I want more of uh, we're going to have to bring you back because we didn't even get to talk about any of the movie stuff or any of the cool stuff you've done. I'm sure you'll have something cool to promote and we'll bring you back in the fall. But we want to tell everybody, number one, because I think it's really cool you have another website trueheart.tarot.com that you're a 30-year tarot card reader and that you have like a new residency or something coming up in LA yeah I'm doing a residency at House of Intuition which is um, they've got three shops here in LA they're a really great organization I've done tarot for a long time I approach it um, from a more Jungian perspective uh, I think the archetypes on the cards are really great at stirring people uh, and helping them realize some patterns that are going on and maybe some choices they can make. That's it, because I know a lot of people are like, oh, it's the devil, and I'm like, no, it's not. It's some cards that can kind of help break things down for you. I've been into tarot cards since forever. And you have, so you know. There's nothing devilish about it. It's just another tool that maybe can save you a trip to the shrink. Do you know the real uh, reasoning why you tell people what you tell people from tarot cards? You my, tell me. my Italian grandmother in Italy used to used to have a memory book and she used to, uh, a dream book and she interpret her dreams it's you that you feel the feelings you get about these people and you're telling nothing to do with the cards the cards are simply an instrument to get you to feel what you're feeling to tell these people and yes you can be psychic and yes you can tell the future sometimes if you and your brain and the cards are working together Everyone has intuition. Every one of us can, if we zoom in and focus, has the capacity to be a little psychic or to intuit what's happening. We just are really clouded over for the most part, most of us, so we don't pick up on that energy or we built up such a big wall. But yes, I believe in collective consciousness in a Patty Shy FC kind of way, and basically we're all connected. And I like um, that these cards, it's another aspect, and it takes the focus off me. When I'm acting, it's all about me, 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 me. Sometimes it's nice to make it all about you and other people and the cards, and I feel like it's sort of life coaching, and I really enjoy that part of it. Of, yeah, of doing it's, it's you interpreting what you feel from the cards. The cards yeah. tell you, and they have something magical about them, they're cardboard. Right. And the symbols, the, the tower, and, and, and everything is death, is not, nothing to do with, with uh, the cards. It's all about you and how you interpret what you're looking at. Now, okay. my, Mother used to do it with olive oil and a drop in water over your head to see who was giving you the evil eye. All that kind of mystic shit really works, but it has nothing to do with the water or the olive oil. He's racing me I off. I gotta go. My first time to make love to her. I yeah. love you. I love you. I love <laughs> you. I'm a very handsome man. If you weren't already taken, I might have to, you know. Well, but yeah. I well, want to you out with vaginas, so never mind. I'm going to run into no, you. No, he's been married. He's had snatch free. He was married for 16 years. Yeah. I had oh, wow. Really? Yeah, I so. had to do the job, as they said. Hold on, everybody. So, so, you guys, Rachel is on Twitter. Follow her at Rachel True, R-A-C-H-E-L-T-R-U-E. Go to racheltrue.com for her website. Does that take you to all your other websites? Yeah, racheltrue.com will take you to that. And on Instagram, I'm true Rachel True because there's some little white girl who has my name, and I sent her a text saying, you sure you want all these big black guys hitting you up for a date? Why don't you just give me my name back? But she hasn't answered me yet. 
that, that, that's because she dated a few of those black that's guys. That's funny. And she, she, she she's picking up your sloppy seconds, and she's loving it. <laughs> no, no. Uh, and by the way, thanks, guys, so much for um, inviting me on. And thanks to the listeners out there. I got a bunch of new Instagram followers, and I just want to thank you guys so much. I actually do read the comments, even though I had a stalker, uh, and I still have a 10-year restraining order in my purse from Twitter. So I'm, I'm, not as, um, I'm not as talkative as I could be, but I'm getting better at it. So if you send me a tweet, I'll try to answer you. There you go, everybody. Terrific. And anytime you have anything you want to promote, we would love to have you back um, and talk about also some of your films. Everybody, make sure you see The Craft. It's the best witch film that's ever been made. I love it so much. And Jimmy and I, and we're moving to California as soon as we sell our house. So we should be out there in a couple of and months. And when we do and we have our housewarming party, we're going to invite you. Definitely. I would hope so. I would hope so. I feel, I feel like we, we've got it going on now. Absolutely. No, no, you know why? Because you always have to have a token black to every party. <laughs> So, so you're I, you know what? I'm only I'm mixed, so I don't know if I feel your quota. You might need another mixed or a full black. I don't know. You work that out. You got some time to work that out. Listen, you're going to be our token Jew and our token black. Exactly. exactly. This way we have a, a diversified party that's politically correct. <laughs> Zach Ward on later, right? I have a bunch of yes. He's coming on now, and I know you. Tell Zach. Tell Zach. I said hi. I've done two projects with him. He's a great guy. Really great actor. Actually, and I, you have another film you just finished called uh, Limelight, and we've had Sean Kane. We just had Sean Kane on. We've had him on a bunch of times because we, we just love him. him. He's great. Oh, awesome! I worked with Zach Ward on a, a film that James Cullen Brissac did, and he directed Limelight. So it's a very small, interconnected world. Oh, and we yeah. get all you guys on our show. We want to thank you so much, Rachel. Take care of yourself. We'll be in touch. And if you ever want to have anything to promote, let us know. And otherwise, we'll see you in social media. Bye. Thanks for having me. Yes. Bye. Bye-bye, honey. Bye. It's a talky, wild chick. Awesome. I love She's her. She's fabulous. She's really nice. Um, Chad. She's a lovely, lovely, lovely young girl. Hi, Captain. Chad, how'd that go? That was good, right? Like, were you able to tape that or no? Chad, are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. The audio was uh, a little bit uh, loud on her end, but uh, th we got the uh, video capture. Okay. And I'm waiting to get Zach here for you. Okay, perfect. We can rock and roll with it. <laughs> that was fabulous. She was fabulous. Very nice. I, I wish we wouldn't her. have had all our problems at the beginning so we could have like we'll, we'll, gone into we'll, more, but we'll get her we'll back. We'll have her back. She's fabulous. We have so many of our, our people back that everybody we really Everybody on the enjoy. thing saying she's one of the best guests ever. I'm glad, everybody. I'm glad you guys liked it. Rachel True, follow her on Twitter, at Rachel True. you got to see the craft. It's so awesome. She also did a movie called um, Love Song, uh, which is really, really good, and you got to check out the movie Love Song. Oh, my eyes are burning. Why are my eyes burning? There we go. Hello, hello. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. Hold on. Let me do a good introduction. All right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show the fabulously talented, phenomenal actor, now director, Mr. Uh, Zach Ward, who's also known as Scott Farkas. What's up and how welcome to the Jimmy Star Show. Guys, how you doing? Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. Let me introduce you to everybody, starting off with my cool, outrageous man about town co-star, Mr. Ron Russell. How do you do? Now, listen to me. Did you ever take oxycodone? No. <laughs> Don't. I'm, I'm on three of them right now because of a, a surgery I had. So I'm not going to be responsible for my interview of you today. That, sound, that sounds like a challenge. Well, well, we'll see when we get down to, like, you know, who you're banging this week. Uh oh. <laughs> then we've got the man behind the boards, Mr. Chad Murphy. Zach, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks. Nice to meet you, Chad. Good to have you. And we also have a, uh, a chat room full of people. So say hello to everybody in the chat room. Hi, everybody in the chat room. 
And we just hung up with Rachel True, and she told us to make sure we say hello to you, and that she just did. Right. Two, she's done two projects with you, and that you're fabulous. Yeah, she's a sweetheart. She's awesome. I there love her go. too. Could you do us a favor? Take off your glasses and your hat, so all of your fans can see you. There you go. Uh, you're so handsome. Why are you putting all that shit on? <laughs> uh, it's just a late night. I finished working at three thirty in the morning, and uh, just dealing with some family stuff. Uh, the glasses are also because I can't see. The hat's because I need to get a haircut. So Yeah, I know, but <laughs> if you, if, if you look like the porno films with the sunglasses and the nose. Oh, really? Okay. Take off this friggin' sunglasses. No, he's okay. Yeah, that's not sunglasses. These are my uh, being able to see glasses. All right. You know how many girls want to see his face? I they know, think he's they all cute. Want, but he look, I like the way he looks in the hat and the glasses. So there, it works. And he's got a T-shirt that says meow. <laughs> and, you, you, and, and you have a lot of women right now in that chat room that are here for you. Oh, thank you, ladies. Well, listen, if you're not going to show your face, how about you take down your pants? Wow. <laughs> I'm not wearing any pants. <laughs> oh, see that, He's girls? He's quick. He's quick. I love, him. I love him already. He's like my favorite guest already. <laughs> girls, did you hear what he says? No pants on. Get out your vibrators. All right, so here we go. Hold on. Let's get started. So first of all, everybody should know uh, who Zach Ward is. He's been in so many phenomenal things, and he's got a new movie that he just directed that we're going to talk about in a minute, but... Anybody who watches Christmas movies has seen movie. A Christmas Story, and everybody knows that he's the, the, the little kid with the freckles and the braces who tries to beat uh, the, uh, Ralphie, right? It's Ralphie. Ralphie. And, and you are Scott, Scott Farkas, and I think that was your very first credit, right? That was actually, yeah, that was my first feature film. Before that, I'd only done commercials, uh, but that was my first movie. We watched that movie every Christmas, and I'm not bullshitting. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's just, it, I mean, the thing is, it's such a great movie. But not really because I'm in it, but because the director and the writing and Peter Billingsley, just a great film. A wonderful Christmas movie. We watch it at Christmas time. It's a beautiful movie. Uh, and, and he's adorable and you are adorable. The cast was really good. It was well done. Mm -hmm. Everything yeah. was where it should be. So basically, though, you've been working ever since then. <clears throat> yeah. that's been my Your IMDb is full. I mean, like you've got so much stuff going on. It's like not even funny. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I've been. Uh, my mom's an actress, so I grew up backstage uh, at the your, Shakespeare Festival. Who's your mother? Pam Hyatt. She just turned eighty years old. Actually, if you guys saw my movie, she's the elderly lady in my film. I didn't watch it yet. I, I have to say, I, I I bought it on iTunes I, last I, night, I but I didn't have time it, to see it. Yeah, no, only only because I interview all the great legends of Hollywood. I had a show on Time Warner Cable called Set the Record Straight, and any. Actress that's eighty. I usually have. I've done Jane Russell, Lauren Bacall, wow. all biggies. <laughs> and I, th I thought maybe your mother would be one also. Well, she was. She was actually big in Canada. Uh, she went, left the United States, and moved to Canada in the sixties, and became Canada's Carol Burnett. And then um, she did quite a lot of theater. She worked with Maggie Smith. I'm sure you know who Maggie Smith is. Absolutely, yeah. one of my idols. Are you kidding? Yeah. I mean, when I look at you, I can tell that you you dress just like her out of respect for her work. Um, so my thought, I grew up backstage at the Shakespeare <laughs> Festival. He uh, was a joke. <laughs> I know, but I, you I, dress I, just like Maggie Smith. <laughs> I, well, yeah. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, my mom was huge in Canada, and I grew up uh, watching her perform and, and um, being on film sets and being, uh, back, like I said, backstage at the theaters. I mean, I literally was like an eight-year-old boy playing with... Um, armor and swords and and uh all this stuff at the shakespeare festival like it was kind of like a little boy's dream come true 
And I, then I started off doing commercials, and my first movie was A Christmas Story. I did the same thing you did. One. My father was a set designer and builder, and my mother was a, an actress, Jenny Gabriel. So I was raised in that environment, and I remember when my father was doing theater in New York, he would build the sets, and I would be there while they were building them. And one was a cave, I'll never forget it, a gorgeous mountain with a cave. And I really wanted that cave. I was like crying, take it home, Daddy, can I have it? I want the cave. <laughs> he said, no, people have to come and see the show. I said, well, after the show is over, can I have the cave? He said, Ronnie, where are we going to put it? <laughs> you need a big truck. I wanted that cave so bad. Did you ever I do love, that? I love the magic of being behind stage, though. You know, when you're a kid and you, you get to see that stuff being made, it's amazing. Yeah, you see the prop, you see the plaster, and you see the beams and the paper shit that they put it together with. You know, for yeah. the it's beautiful. The flat looks gorgeous, but from the back, it's horrible. Anyway, yes, I can sympathize with you, but I was never an actor as a little boy because my mother didn't want me to be. My mother said his mother didn't want him to be either. I don't think. No, but didn't my, I read that? <laughs> my mother said to me as an adult, I said, Ma, why didn't you want me to be an actor? She said, what? Be a fag? They're all fags. Well, I'm a fag anyway, and I'm not an actor. So, <laughs> so I was so right. Yeah, there you go. So I got screwed on both accounts. <laughs> We're actually married. We're the only gay married syndicated radio television show like in the world. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, It's true. It's and, true. And, and Did your mother ever fear that you'd be gay because you're an actor? That stupid old thinking. No, they thought that my mother, being an actress, was going to be a whore because her father said, you're, you're no good. You, 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 those women that act smoke cigarettes. And the women that smoke cigarettes are all putane. And you're going to be a putane if you're an actress. Wow. They had, you know, back in the 20s, 30s, 40s, they had that stupid thinking. Actually, he's hey. 76, so, right. so he's going back a little ways. A long time. <laughs> it, it, is, it is amazing to see how much of it has changed. And, like, I... I mean, because I grew up backstage, uh, and my mom, you know, I'm I'm 46, turning 47, and and really? so I grew up in the 70s, really, and so I was surrounded by a lot of gay men and people and drag queens, and they were family to me. And they, when I was like a five-year-old boy, they were treating me like holy ground, this little person that they loved and they adored, and they were my aunties. And it's really refreshing to see that at least. At least on the coast cities, where people are letting go of the fear and the concerns over shit that really doesn't fucking matter, and it's really nice to see society try and finally catch up with the rest of us, so that the heart of people is what's important in their actions, not uh, not really what they they do in the privacy of their own fucking home. And I'm really excited that that is we're getting rid of that crap, or slowly. What, what, you know what? I found something about straight people that never is publicized or spoken about. A lot of straight men like to um, put me down or, or um, alienate me because it makes them feel special. They're straight. They're in the world of straight people, and they're perfect. We gay people are demented. We're garbage. So if they treat us like garbage, they stand up as like, wow, aren't I great? I'm straight. Truth of the matter is, half of them have been done for trade all their lives, and they won't admit it. Now, anybody out there who doesn't know what the expression done for trade means is that's when a straight guy gets a blowjob from a queen, and he pretends he didn't like it. <laughs> well, I, it's the same thing as any form of bullying. You know, I went to eight different schools before junior high. My name was Zach in the 70s. There were no other Zachs. Uh, I had red hair. I had no father. 
Um, I had a miniature poodle named Tinkerbell because I thought I looked like Peter Pan and Peter Pan's sidekick was Tinkerbell. So I got the shit kicked out of me everywhere I went. And people <laughs> like to, you know, pick on other people because it, it gives them a sense of empowerment. And that's the reason why I travel around the country every year and I raise money to help bully prevention. I use Scott Farkas as a lightning rod of conversation to see, show how much has changed. And, you know, I think bullies are always going to be bullies, whether it's because you're black or you're, you're gay or you're, you have red hair or you're different. People are going to look for that. And it's, no, it's, just, it's it, when they can accept themselves, it, then they can stop judging everybody else so harshly. I usually think it comes from their own self of say, uh, their own sense of self hatred. Uh, the other day, this is true story. It's true story. Hold on a second. The other day, I was looking at Scarlett Johansson, right, and um, she was in a movie, and I was like, oh, you know what? I I really like to see Scarlett Johansson's boobs because now with the internet, you can do this. So I Google like Scarlett Johansson naked and, and this website comes up and it's it blew my fucking mind, dude. It was it was the it was the selfies that have been released by Scarlett Johansson. She's a lovely looking woman, that's fine. But underneath there it was called Celeb Celebrity Fatwa or something like that. Basically the uh, that that extremist movement. So everybody who's writing underneath that is like I want to fuck her, that evil American whore. I want to teach her a lesson. And you're like, do you guys not read what you're writing? I want to have sex with this woman because she's a beautiful woman. Accept that. That's fine. Then you want to punish her because you don't like yourself. And now you're, yeah, and you're calling her evil things that are based in, in Islamic law because you're upset with yourself for wanting to have sex with the woman. And that's just your photo, you dumbass. And they do well, that with they do, everybody. They do the same thing with Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton, and I'm so against it. Stop calling them names. Stop insulting their children, their family members, Donald's mother. These people have nothing to do with Hillary or Donald. How dare the media or whoever it is go after the family members? The little boy now, Donald Trump's little son. This morning I saw it on the news. They're making fun of the little boy. They said there he is with an arrogant, smug attitude just like his father. This is a 10-year-old boy. Seven. seven. What's wrong with you? And it's like you said, they're taking their hate for themselves out on him. I I mean, Hillary, calling Hillary a lesbian. You know, the gay community knows she is. We're not going to go publicizing it. So she's a, a, a bisexual woman. So what? I don't I mean, care about her sexuality. I care about her politics. I want right. to, exactly. She's not going to conquer the world with her pussy. So that she's going to do it with, with something else. So leave it alone. And I wish the people out there would hear me and not do that stupidity name calling. Unfortunately, they because, do it wait with everybody. Minute, they're bullying. The, you know, the people that say those dreadful things on Facebook about the two of them are bullying them. That's another form of they're bullying. They're bullying everybody, though. And it's just, on, it's just, just too much. It's got to like go. And I think it's, it's really a hatred cool. world. It's an evil world of negativity and hatred. And I don't know what gives them the right to think that they have the right to go public and insult the family members of these two people. It's hideous. Or it's just people in general because it's happening well, to I'm everybody. I'm talking now about these two people. Okay. One may be the president of the United States. And then what are you going to do? What if Trump becomes president? What are you going to say? Hey, fuckface and your ugly son and your whore wife. That's nice. Let the world know what we think of our president. 
Uh, anyway, I think it's really cool that you do all that um, with it all. Um, um, I want to go real quick because I've got a million questions for people in the chat. Okay. They want to actually know, do you watch A Christmas Story on, on Christmas? And, and does, your, does your family watch Like, Do you watch it? And does your family watch it on, during the holidays? Uh, no, I don't really watch it. Um, uh, you Typically around the holidays from Thanksgiving through Christmas, I'm in a different city every single weekend. And uh, raising money for different charities, um, the movie's usually playing pretty constantly in those environments, so it's always on in the background. But more so, the interaction I have with people who uh, are telling me about their experiences—that's um, my—they—they they, they tell me how they watched the movie, how they see it with their grandfather, their father, their kids, their their families. And uh, that's the connection I have. Um, for me, I have watched it. I think the last time I watched it in its entirety was about a year after Bob Clark passed. Uh, you got to understand, for me, it's a very different story right. uh, in the sense that I did that when I was 13 years old. Um, Are you were that old? I thought you were younger. No, I was 13. You looked younger than 13. You didn't look 13. Yeah, Okay. Um, I thought your character was around 10 or 11 years old. 13. Okay. You look very he's young. the biggest one out of them. No, I know, but when he was young, he was still very okay. young, just a tall kid. Yeah. Uh, and but also, another thing, you may not like seeing yourself. I never watch any of the movies I've done, television, or anything that I've done, because I think I'm fat, old, ugly, and a lousy actor. I, I don't mind watching myself. I mean, my job, I, I the two films that I just produced, I directed one of them and so I have to give myself direction and I also edited the film but it's more so it's got to do with that's part of my life where like you know Bob Clark is dead uh, Gene Shepard is dead Darren McGavin is dead I was 13 years old it's a it's a constant reminder of mortality and so I prefer to keep present with the experience of the people that the movie affects as opposed to looking at my own past and languishing in that because sometimes you know depends upon how your Christmas is going Christmas can be pretty depressing so um, I don't watch it in its entirety but I will say that uh, the last times that I have watched it the difference because now I'm a filmmaker and a writer the way I look at the film I respect it even more so the brilliance of its subtleties like most people don't catch this but the movie is basically Homer's the Iliad Yes. It is, you know, it's Theseus, um, and the the gun, the the toy, the the Red Rider BB gun is not a Red Rider BB gun. Uh, the Red Rider BB gun is the metaphor saying that he's earned his father's respect. It doesn't matter what it is, right? And those things that he you fight for those those experiences in the film are are timeless. That's the thing that's amazing about it. Um, there's a book by Joseph Campbell. Uh, called The Hero of a Thousand Faces. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of it. It's a very famous seminal work, and it discusses the idea that all human mythology connects to the same story value. The one thing that all three of us in this conversation share is that when you were born, you came out of the womb, and you were put on the mother's breast, and you looked at her face. And that's the first thing you take in outside of milk. And so that's one thing that connects all of us around the entire world. So our, our mythology, our hero stories are very similar. Um, Luke Skywalker is uh, Camelot with the sword and the stone. 
And you, that's a very obvious example, but those, those, are, those permeate our culture and they bind us together. Story that identifies us as people. The things that overreach the horribleness of our nature are the things that connect us to for the greater good. And what I find so brilliant about a Christmas story is they've embedded all of these ideologies and uh, arcs into the process of a little boy. So that regardless who you are, you can watch it and feel like that guy represents you. And Peter's Peter's performance and Bob Clark's directing and the writing is fucking genius. I mean, the fact that Peter stumbles and stutters through his words makes him even so more lovable because he's fallible. As opposed to you look at what's made nowadays on Nickelodeon and Disney and it's shiny, shiny shit. Yes. With perfect fucking people that I don't like. Yes, absolutely. What do you think about the house and the fact that they charge people money to go into the house? Uh, I think it's great. I think the fact that... Where does that money go? Uh, that goes to supporting the people who created the business and took the risk. That's, that's good business. I would have I mean, liked the fact that. is, it's, <laughs> if you haven't been there, um, uh, they do a lot of charity stuff as well, but the fact of the matter is they, um, they took a huge risk. They bought the house. They fixed the house. They invested their own time and money into doing it. It was like a husband and his wife and their newborn baby. And they have uh, created something that for the city of Cleveland is, is just, it's precious. It's uh, adored. Okay, so let me move forward in your career a little bit, a lot yep. of it, actually. First of all, I want to say I loved it when you were on Titus. We had Christopher Titus on the show. Funny, funny guy. We had such a good time yep. with him. Um, I hadn't seen a whole lot of comedic stuff from you before that, so like the show is great. Everybody listening, you should definitely go and see it. Uh, Zach's one of the like main members, but let's go because we only have a few. We have like about eight minutes left, and I want to get on. This your, show has flown. I know. Great we want to get on to your. We want to get on to your Two new film. Good you, you have a new today. film, Restoration. From what I understand, I heard it was your directorial debut, but I actually saw that you also directed a couple other things, like some shorts or something before. Is it your? Yeah. First? Hold on two seconds. I'm gonna catch you something. I'm so happy, everyone, that I didn't pass out. I'm doing really good. I'm swaying all over the place. I mean, I'm flying around the studio. Bam! There we go. Okay. What is that? So the, this is his new film, everybody. It's called Restoration. You're in it and you direct it. Is it your first feature film director? Yes, and I, I wrote it, produced it, directed it, and I'm in it, and I edited it. And uh, it's the first feature that I've, I've directed. Um, I've directed short films and spec pilots, and I produced another movie called Don't Blink with Brian Austin Green and Mina Savari. That's on Netflix right now on Showtime. It's gotten very good reviews. Um but, but Restoration was my first one that I directed, uh, first feature, and uh, it was a lot, a lot of work, and it's been getting really good reviews. You guys will like this review. Can I tell you my favorite review so far? Yes, absolutely. You'll love this. <clears throat> I'm trying to give it, uh, trying to give it uh, the proper, okay. Zach Ward, there's like, there's like uh, I don't, there's, this guy's a troll, basically, and he's like, says a bunch of shit, and he goes, Zach Ward is a hot ginger who should spend more time taking off his clothes in order to distract us from his complete and utter lack of acting ability. <laughs> who wrote? Who wrote? <laughs> that was awesome. That was. I was like, you know, there's a big fat stinky dude in a basement somewhere in the Midwest <laughs> yelling at his mom to leave him alone. I'm working on the internet, mom. Stop it! I'm blogging. <laughs> First of all, Actually, in the chat wait, room, they're all talking about what a hot redhead, what wait, a handsome redhead you are, and what they're saying. The guy that wrote that review 
is probably desperately, madly in love with you, and you are his masturbation fantasy always. <laughs> I try. It's a ginger thing. It's a ginger so, thing. So where can people get restoration? I would, not, I would never let that in, that, that review uh, get to you. He, he loves <laughs> it. I thought it was fucking hilarious. Um, restoration is on iTunes right now and all the VOD formats. So it's on DirecTV and Comcast and Ubiquity and Google Play and Amazon. And it's coming out on Amazon DVD July 5th. So like in a week and a half. Yeah. And how was that then, doing your first, doing, because you, since you wore every hat just about, and like, and how hard is it to direct yourself? Is it hard or is it easy for you? It's, you know, it's, it's easy in the sense that um, I trust myself to show up on time. I know I'm not going to give me any problems on the set. I can pay me whatever I want to pay me. I'm going to be there when I need me, so that's great. Uh, when it comes to directing yourself, uh, luckily I wrote it as well with James Cullen Bresick. So I didn't – I knew the role I needed to play, and I kept it simple, and then my producing partner would look at the monitor and go, eh, one more. But wait a second. Don't, think, don't you think all we actors, when we work, we're directing ourselves? I know I am. I take the speech, and I do it at what I want, and if everybody likes it, we shoot it. So I'm in, I'm in essence directing myself. Right. So yeah. direct yourself – there, there is, uh, yeah, I agree with you. However, I would also say, like, yes, absolutely, as an actor, you, it's your decision. You're supposed to make strong choices to empower your performance. But on the flip side, when you're also trying to look at it through that lens, literally through that lens, for your proper framing and the light and how you're doing that, it becomes yeah. difficult. Yeah, uh, the techniques definitely are are. You have to have them down to pat. But I'm talking about the actual emotional performance that you direct. You know when to pull the tears, pull the laughter, pull the anger. It's, a it's easy. You just grab one uh, hair off your scrotum and you pull it out really quickly. And the tears, that's my method. Yeah. Right. So I do this thing that I like to do, and it's basically like I like to go through your IMDb and pick out people that I think it's really impressed that you worked with. I want to just go over a quick list of people. Number one, I want to say... We have all kinds of actors on the. Uh, we've had, you know, like Academy Award winners, and we have a lot of people oh. who are great character actors who are working all the time. And one thing that I was really impressed with on your IMDb is that basically, like, on almost even the big, big movies you're in, except for Transformers, um, which everybody he was in. Tra tra wait, he was I in didn't Transform see Transformers. Oh, he, he, Transformers is like the awesome movie, but but like you're like in the top four actors on IMDb in your credits in almost in ninety five percent of every movie or TV show that you've been on, which I think is like super impressive. Thank uh, you. Um, and also, I think it's super impressive for TV that you had a role on Breakout Kings because I love that that show and that girl. Now I forgot her name, but like I'm gay, but like if I was straight, I think she's like the hot. She is so hot. Yeah. On black hair. She's so gorgeous. I forgot her name. She's, she's like a she's like a buff, sexier version of Megan Fox. Megan Fox. Yeah. <laughs> so here's kind of like my list, just for people to hear uh, how how what a great career you've had and some of the great people you've worked with. Jonathan Taylor Thomas, Rachel True, who we just had on the show, Devin Sawa, who we've had on the show, Francis Fisher, Faruza Balk, Tom Arnold, I love Francis Christopher Fisher. Titus, who we've had on the show, Billy Crudup, Stacy Keach. Uh, Ken Kersinger, which we've had on the show, Francis McDormand, Anna Paquin, Mila Jovovich, Chris Marquette, who's been on the show, Robert England, John Voight, Josh Duhamel, Shia LeBeau, Megan Fox, John Turturro, Lance Henriksen, who's been on the show, Bill Mosley's been on the show, 
Cuba Gooding Jr., Taryn Manning's been on the jo show. Jason Mewes has been on the show. Bruce Davison, who I love, Bruce Davison. Mina Wait, Suvari, Brian Austin Green, Shannon Doherty, and J.K. Simmons. Like, and J.K. Simmons, like, I mean. We never interviewed John Voight. I didn't say he was on the show. Oh, I heard him say his <laughs> name. He's one of his people that he's worked with. Oh, oh I, I know John well because my daughter Deirdre and his daughter Angie used to play together. We lived in Beverly Hills and they went to the same school. So I knew John. We used to take the kids out. And of course, Francis, I love Francis. Yeah, is Francis is amazing. Love, love her. Love so her. If you, She's a sweetie. Do part. you have a certain like actor that you would be like, oh my gosh, like this is somebody I'd really like to like be in a movie with, either male or female, or a male and a female? Who are like? Uh, I mean, I I would love to work with Scarlett Johansson, and I'd love to work with John McAvoy. There you go. Now Scarlett Johansson. Okay, I think she misses in a lot of areas. And what makes her so special to you? What. The thing that makes me her so special to me is that she is a brave actress. She's not only she's a beautiful woman, but she's also very smart. I've actually hung out with her inadvertent a couple of times actually. Um, once at her and Ryan Reynolds' house, and the other time at uh, at uh, a bar in New York City. Um, but I had to leave because this woman's purse got uh, purse snapped, and I had chased after the the thief. Anyways. Um, one thing snapped the purse. <laughs> yeah, uh, I chased down a, a purse thief in New York City. Probably not a good fucking idea. But um, so, what makes her so interesting to me is like the type of films that she takes risks on. It's it's not just about the two dimensional aspect of her physical beauty. You can there's a lot of layering to her performance value, and I know uh, from having conversations with her, she's a very um, sweet, uh, heartfelt intelligent, so, not offensive person. Why don't you ask her out? You're sweet on this one. I, I, I have a girlfriend that I live with and I'm very, very blessed to have a wonderful relationship with someone who cares and loves me very much. Yeah, I, so, yeah. well, keep her on the side. Go no. for the main. Don't tell him. <laughs> I, here's the thing is like when I was doing, when I was doing restoration, I told my girlfriend, I said, look, you know, um, the lead actress, Rebe uh, Emily O'Brien, plays Rebecca, and Adrian Gaeta, who plays uh, Todd. I came home one day, and I was talking to my girl, and I was like, you know, I'm, I'm having, I'm falling, uh, I'm getting a crush on these people, a complete platonic crush. And that's part of the thing that I love about the creative process is I can fall head over heels in love with you as for the process of what we're doing. doesn't mean I want to rub my genitals on you or want to be sexual with you. It means that I've, I'm connecting in a way that makes my soul sing, and that's like that's that's my driving force. I, trust me, I, I'm I've had my heyday. I've been a bad bad man, um, but that doesn't interest me as much anymore as creating something that uh, profoundly motivates and inspires people. So when it's I, worth a shot. When I was uh, working on the McMillan set, uh, do you remember the TV show McMillan He's and not White? Yeah, He's yeah. Not okay. I I only wanted to rape Rock Hudson. <laughs> Sees <laughs> of getting a gun and putting him in a car and taking him to a motel and tell him take all your clothes off, and then I'm going to kill you if you don't have sex with me. <laughs> well, that's not creepy at all. That's that's good. <laughs> not creepy at all. So but, in the chat, uh, are you had to, did you ever meet Rock Hudson? No, no, sir, I did not. Oh my God, he was somebody to meet. What a voice. What a man. What a personality. What a nice guy. So well, we also have a question in the chat room, and they want to know, like, who, who are some of your directorial influences? Okay, uh, Kurosawa is a big one. Um, uh, Spielberg is a big one. 
Fincher is I just adore Fincher. I mean, right there you've got you the can best. yeah, they're just amazing. Um, better than that. Yeah, uh, you know, you're the thing I love about directing is you're constantly learning and, and bringing new information in. There's a website that people can check out called Every Frame of Painting. It's a YouTube channel. It's an education. It's awesome. Did you ever want to smack an actor because they don't get it? Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> or you know, I've had people. Oh my God, I've had people audition and they're great in the audition room, and then they hit the ground. And we're on the we're shooting the scene, and it's like and action. Better get a Red Bull. It's going to be a long night. <laughs> like what the fuck was that? What are you doing? And go again. Take two. Action. I've Better seen- get a Red Bull. It's gonna be a long night. You're like I will fucking kill you. He's yeah. gonna see that I'm one of them. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy and I were in a movie. And I told Jim, movie. I told Jimmy to leave the movie because he would embarrass me and himself. <laughs> Jimmy does not know how to act, but Jimmy reads lines. And the line was, it, we shot it in a parking lot late at night, and, it, and the cameras were, it was a very difficult shoot because it was a shooting. And I suck. The whole thing is just I and, suck. And it, People and it, put me in their movies because I have right. phenomenal and it came networking t- and marketing it, it, skills, it came, and they want time, me to market. It came time. I'm in the car, we're carrying on, bum, 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 bing, bing. You know how you get when you're working. And Jimmy's line was, oh, they're shooting at us. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I was, I'm not any good. I've been in a bunch of movies, but I'm not any good. And I, but Jim, wait, but Jimmy, I know I'm not any good. No, I'm not like other people Jimmy, who think Jimmy good. reads lines. So I said to Jimmy, Jim, could you get a little emotional? Could you say, even interpret it differently. Oh, my God, they're fucking shooting at us. But just don't use that because it's not the line. But think it. Oh my God! They're shooting at us. Oh yeah, I got it. Oh my fucking God! They're shooting at us. <laughs> I was. I, I know. You, if I had it on camera, it would have gone out YouTube. Three million people. It was the best. I'm only sorry we don't have it. Jimmy Star. Worst. I can't sing. I, some people can't act. I can't sing. So you know, it's all fair. I know. I don't worry about it because I don't take it serious. I think it's fun and I like to be on sets. And I used to be a costume designer and I worked on Fast and Furious and a bunch of big stuff. And uh, see, but I don't get it because to me, acting is the easiest thing in the world. I'm not any good, but I like doing this. It comes so easy to me. I mean, I I become what I'm saying. So we've got one minute. Hold on, we've got one minute. We got to do some promosos. All right, everybody. So we want you guys to to make sure you go to iTunes or any digital download and and download Restoration. It's an indie film. Uh, it, it's a really it's got really good reviews. I downloaded it last night. I'm going to watch it. It's fabulous. If you want to find out more about what's going on with Zach Ward, you can go to www.zachward.me. That means you have a Mac, right? No, that just means I couldn't get .com because some dickhead took my name. So that's what that means. Isn't that awful? They all do that. And also, you guys, he's on Twitter, but it's not Zach Ward. It's Total Zach Ward on Twitter. So follow at Total Zach Ward on Twitter. Check out Instagram. Uh, and Instagram, he's Total Zach Ward also. Also, check out a bunch of his movies. He was in Wild America, Transformers, Alone in the Dark 2, Watch, watch Breakout Kings because it's a great show. Resident Evil Apocalypse, Shark, Sharknado, Heart of Sharkness, which I didn't oh, watch was, that, but it's he on was in Sharknado? No, he was on the mockumentary they made about Sharknado. Oh. It's on YouTube for free, everybody. I started watching it today just to see uh, what I it would be. the right price for that thing, yeah. Don't Blink, Postal. He's been in tons of great stuff. He's worked with tons of great people. 
follow him on Twitter, and we want to thank you for coming on the show. You're a superstar. And anytime you got anything to promote, let us know. We have like about 30 million listeners. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, our next movie comes out in September, so I'll hit you guys up then. Hit, hit me up, and we'll bring you back. We'll bring you and back. And if ever you need a good old actor, you know, an old one that looks halfway decent and that can act, give me a call. I'm, <laughs> and I'm going back to work. We're moving back to California. And my agent, yeah, my agent is excited, and she said, you know, will you go back to work? And I said, well, I haven't worked in like 10 years. I've been doing this shit, but I'd be happy to go this back shit. to work. <laughs> anyway, we got to go because we're out of time. Zach, thank you so oh, much. Fact, Good I, luck. I have a film coming up. It's Michael Damien's part two of High Strung Movie. High Strung Movie. Have you seen High Strung yet? No, no, no. Send me a link. I'll send Please. You a link. It's fabulous. Right. It's beyond fabulous. All right, we got to go. We're out of time. Zach, thank you so much. Have thank a good you. one. Say hello to the girlfriend. Take care. Michelle, thank you, guys. It was a pleasure. See the movie. Inspiration, it was everybody. Bye bye. Our pleasure. Two guys. good shows. Two good shows. What are we going to be wearing? Yo, I'm a Liverpool MC. You can't test me. Big up the girls inside the party. Let's get down to crazy Jimmy. Big up myself and known as Alfie. The one and only the Turkish MC. Always love the clothes of Jimmy. Bitch, I'm your one I wanna be. Jimmy Stuff, who's celebrity? We'll take you out.